And we are back in the studio with Lisa Waters Lane comes in each week with garden questions. Just what's going on in your neighbor's yard. And then hopefully you could get a few tidbits and learn from there. Welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. Should back. we give the uh, good news to everyone? Of course we should. Yeah. You, you want to share it or that's kind of you're you glowing. I want to see how you say the name. <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to go that far so that people know <laughs> anyway. So we have a new grandson since Lisa's not going to share. <laughs> it's just... I was because you never mind. Yes, we have a wonderful new grandson, our oldest daughter, Katie, and her husband, Jeremy. I have a little boy. They are in Austin, Texas. So seven pounds, 11 ounces. How long? Oh, you know, I didn't even ask. I think 21. 21 inches. Think so? Yeah. You're making that up. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I know, you know, I live in this family too. I know things. <laughs> okay. When was he born? Uh, Tuesday of last week. The 13th. Yeah, there Is we that go. Tuesday? Yeah. That was Monday. Wednesday was Valentine's Day. I know because I gave you a Valentine's gift. The Valentine's was Tuesday. Monday, the 13th. <laughs> I don't. No, you guys, you see how I go through life here. Do you have the same issues at home well, or is it just I'm me? I'm just saying Valentine's was on Tuesday. Okay. So we're going to Austin, Texas to visit him this week. Yes. So very fun. Bottom line. Yes. His name is Benicio. Benicio. Very good. Um, Benny or Nico. We haven't decided yet. Benny. I like that one. I don't know. I okay. don't care. They're going to decide. So... Probably true. Should we go with garden questions sure. or go in this banter? We're two minutes in and already cycling down to. Uh, just... <laughs> we'll start with Bruce in Prescott. So he noticed last week that he is getting some foxtails coming up in the yard. Oh, I'll bet. He sprayed them with weed killer and tried to get them taken care of. He wants to know is it too late at this point? For the pre-emergent, or he still has time to get it down. Yeah, that's actually a good question. So foxtail looks like a, a, a nice, beautiful green Kelly green grass, like Ireland. It looks like that. And then it has this burr on it that turns into like, only the devil would create this kind of grass. It's crazy. <laughs> and so it's not something you want. It, it has That's the one that has that seed head that goes through your socks, burrows into your ankle, or it... Uh, uh, it gets in the dog's eyes, their ears and nostrils, you know, vet bills, their feet, pops. I mean, it's just it's nasty stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't want it. It's an annual. It only comes back by seed, and it only comes back in the winter. And so it'll have a long season. It'll love this kind of moisture that we've had. It'll love the storm mm -hmm. coming through. It'll feed off of that and grow even worse. So, yes, you should kill off what you have. You can hoe them up. They're fairly shallow-rooted. You could spray them. We've got... Probably decimate would take them out pretty well. Uh, but yes, you are not done. Seed are still coming. There'll be waves of seed. So your question specifically, can you put weed and grass stopper down now to prevent it from coming up any further? And so, yeah, get it on right now. If you have that, if you have weeds showing up, dandelions, foxtail right now mm -hmm. um, that means you don't have weed and grass topper down you need it, <laughs> you need it. so it's a no question no brainer because the goat head's coming right after the foxtail why are these all animal names what is that goat head <laughs> foxtail whorehound what is that i, I never know. noticed that till right now think about that i will okay so there you go yes you're okay to put it down now uh, even though it's snowing whatever mm -hmm. get that weed and grass topper is a granular it releases it when it gets moisture. So if we have a storm like this, 
get out there in the snow and the rain, put it down, and, and as that moisture melts, it'll 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 go down and give you a barrier, so seed cannot get established mm -hmm. in your in your rock in your down your driveway down the fence line wherever it happens to be showing up. Mm -hmm. Okay, next question is from Sherry. She's out in Tino. She was pruning and cleaning up around her peach tree. She was cleaning around the base of the peach tree and noticed as she pulled leaf matter away that the bottom of the tree has a lot of orange sap coming Ooh, out of it. Good. Okay. Ooh. She wants to know what causes that yeah. and is it something that should be treated? Yeah, it's highly dangerous um, and it will kill your, your, they like pitted fruits. So peaches, obviously that's, uh, that's a, um, what's that called? Borer. Peach, tree peach borer. borer, peach tree borer. That's it. <laughs> they can get into cherries and get apricots, right. plums, and they sort at the base. So my guess is you had peach tree borer last fall. Mm -hmm. They started, they, they started, lay their eggs real low uh, to the ground. And so they've, it's a worm that hatches, comes out, burrows into the trunk, and then starts eating the wood underneath the bark. Mm -hmm. The only, only way you know that is you'll see sap. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's early. That's, it's not early because the ground is thawed. Almost the, March. The, yeah, yeah, the, the uh, sap is flowing right now. It just mm -hmm. means the trees are actively waking up. producing. Yeah, they're waking up. So I guess you're right on time. What to do? Is it dangerous? Yes, it's critically dangerous. You want to get on this right away or it will kill that tree. What Frequently what happens, the tree will actually flush out. It blooms, might even set flowers Search the leaf and then that first hot day in June collapses and in one day just dies like that. You're going, well, what happened? What did I do? Well, it actually been eaten months before. This is the index. So you're catching it early. I would suggest other folks that are tuned in, maybe check your pitted fruits as well so that you don't see the same thing. But any kind of bubble, weeping, sapping, that is not normal. You do not want it. And what do you treat it with? So I would treat the the where you see that bark weeping. I would dab full strength some cyanara. Mm -hmm. There's a it's a liquid spray that we have. It kills bugs, and and I would take usually what I would do is pull that sap back, and you'll see a hole, and take a paintbrush and try to dab it right smack dab on there, and then I would dilute it down to follow the directions. And I would spray the entire tree down with that. And so that way it'll it'll penetrate into the wood underneath the bark. And where that worm is eating, it will kind of just, it just kills them. Okay. You want dead worms right. that are eaten on your tree. That's what I would start with. If you don't get fruit, I would even go so far as to put, uh, we've got a tree and shrub drench down mm -hmm. that will actually taint the sap underneath it. That's really bad. You might even take pictures and bring it into us just so we can verify this rather than just one email. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is critical. The tree will be lost unless you get on it. You can correct it. And then I would fertilize because as, as it pushes that new ring of wood, it will, uh, it'll, it'll repair itself. It, it can heal itself and get the pressure off of it. Okay. You cover it? We did. All right. Too <laughs> much information. No, just enough. Okay. All right. Dave and Prescott has Deodor cedars that have lost their color. Yeah, They're kind of a Dave. pale green going to yellow. Yeah. Uh, wants to know, hmm, should I just leave them till spring, see if they green up? Is there something I should be putting on them? Dave, it is spring. I mean, it's like two <laughs> weeks away. <laughs> yes, you should be doing this. So yes, you should be doing something. So that just means it wasn't fertilized enough last fall. So fertilize next October. 
and, and the new year. If you fertilize those two times, you have the richest, thickest, most glorious evergreens in the neighborhood. If you don't do that, they'll have yellow. They call it winter chlorosis. Uh, the plant actually leaves. In fact, it can lose some needles. It'll drop needles and things. So winter chlorosis is doesn't kill them. It just makes them not as healthy. And your growth this next spring will not be as dramatic. So folks that, that nurtured their evergreens will get more like they'll get bluer, silvery blue on their juniper, on their uh, spruce, on their pines, on their, they'll get more growth on their Deodor cedars, uh, the Italian cypress, they'll be better. So you're going to be, you're off just a step, but fertilize now. Okay. Uh, and then I would do it again. So really when you're fertilizing evergreens, here's how you do it. Fertilize uh, Easter, so spring, 4th of July, that's summer, we're taking advantage of the monsoon. Uh, Halloween is the absolute, fall feeding, the absolute most important feeding for anything, evergreens especially, and things that bloom in the spring, lilac, forsythia, quince, rhodes, azaleas, all that kind of stuff, uh, camellias. And then for evergreens, fertilize in, in, at the new year. So again, Easter, 4th of July, Halloween, and New Year's. And I'll bet you'll have, it won't be yellow next year. It'll green up faster this year. Um, that'll just kind of be your go-to. That's how you fertilize things. So you're saying fertilize now. That'll be your Easter feed. Yeah. Even though it's not Easter. Yeah. Get you close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get you close. Kennelisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. will be right back right after this.